0: Today on the Zavecast, Tiger versus Phil, plus Peyton and Brady. Oh, it is on, and I for one am jacked. Draft night tonight in the NFL. Mr. X with some thoughts and some unofficial prop bets. All that plus a guy who could win the presidency off of just one viral rant your daily Kickstarter of uncensored Zabe is locked and loaded so buggle up and let's go
1: oh, 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 oh. here we go
0: Thursday April 23rd 2020 thanks for joining me am I tired hell no been working
1: with arms Been
0: running for cheese a long time. I'm not tired. Apologies to Scott Van Pelt. I know it's a ripoff, but look, people say you're tired of no sports. Yeah, I'm tired of it, but I'm not tired. I got things to talk about, and we got action tonight in the NFL draft. I am your apocaloptimist, someone who knows it's all going to shit, but guess what? Still think we're gonna be okay in the end. Day forty-three of No Sports Mageddon Apocalypse. And I'm ready for the first round of the NFL Draft tonight. Yeah, baby. And let's never, ever forget Adam Schefter's simpering, pathetic, virtue-signaling rant from a couple of weeks ago when he talked about, and the NFL's going ahead with this, despite carnage in the streets. Fuck you, Adam Schefter. If there was any justice in the world, he would be told tonight to go sit in the corner and shut up, not work, not be part of it. Because this has been the right call by the league from the start. And it's what we need right now. And it is safer than a goddamn first date in the backseat of a Duggar family Volvo with dad driving it. Oh, we can't have it. Oh. God, I wish Schefter could have been benched for this thing tonight. That ESPN would have said, okay, nice virtue signaling rant. In case you don't know, the NFL is our big partner. And in case you don't know, you're a professional. You have a job to do. So enough you know, showing people how sensitive you are. And we're going to get somebody else to do the job. But no, he'll be there tonight. So... A costless opportunity for him to peacock his sensitivity feathers. Tiger versus Phil, too. mm mm -mm. I am ready for this. This is great. Uh, My friend Deb Wagner in the great Northwest uh, said to me, have you seen Peyton's Places, the series of little Peyton Manning short things? And I said, I saw one of them. I saw the last 10 minutes of Peyton and Brady together chipping balls in the backyard of Jim Nance's house at Pebble Beach. And at the end of the episode, they started purposely trying to bounce them off the roof onto the green uh, on purpose. And a couple were getting stuck in the gutters. It was great. And to see two legends, Manning and Brady, you know, pretty good golfers, pretty decent golfers, uh, just talking about, you know, football. And the, the whole episode is great. I only saw the last 10 minutes. But hopefully... This match, which is going to take place sometime in May, it'll be on Turner. The PGA Tour is yet to sign off. It'll be for charity. I really hope the PGA Tour gets a stick up their ass and says, "Well, no, we're not going to approve it. So, And then Tiger and Phil just gave two big middle fingers like, okay, suspend us. The fuck are you going to do? They'll probably approve it, though. They're just going to wrangle over certain things about it. And hopefully this will make Tiger versus Phil the match, too, much more interesting and lively and trash-talking than the first one was, which was deadly serious, way too slow, and not very good television. But I'm all for it. All right, good news, good signs, good vibes from multiple leagues and entities regarding sports in the fall. Roger Goodell was on Get Up with uh, Mike Greenberg. And was asked about, you know, what about the fall? What about this? What about that? And Goodell said, basically, look, we're preparing to play as scheduled. And we will be ready to play as scheduled. He didn't say, I guarantee we're going to play. But he said, our job is to prepare to to play. And we will do that. We will prepare to play as scheduled in the fall. Good for the NFL. Once upon a time, John Thompson, when he was at Sports Talk 980, Yes, the same John Thompson, for those who don't live in the D.C. area, didn't hear his show, the legendary head coach at Georgetown. He did a radio show for a number of years. It wasn't really good, but John was a, John is, he's still alive, but he was, when he was around the station, a very pleasant, endearing guy. Very funny. Totally opposite what you would think of him, perhaps by his persona. But Thompson used to say something on the air, which was great. He said, he would say of coaches, in sports, never admit you did a bad job because he said the media might just believe you and then start writing it. And I, we would always laugh about that and we're like, okay. That's, you know what? <laughs> Why is John Thompson not a bad idea? I think these leagues are starting to realize and they have finally woken up, and these this includes the universities as well, that any talk of them Right now, this far in advance about, well, I don't know if we can have students in the stands. I don't know if we can do in-person classes. They have finally woken up all these leagues and all these universities and all these athletic departments that they are facing an unfathomable catastrophe in the fall. If they don't have students on campus and if they don't play games with some degree of fans in the stands. They know it. The spreadsheet gang has said to them. And they are now scared shitless. Now, will it be a a new normal? Will it be limited fans? Will there be some things in place? Yeah, maybe, probably. Could it be pushed back a little bit, a week or two? But it's got to happen because we're talking about a near extinction level event for a lot of these universities and athletic departments. They need a new normal that's not just we're taking some precautions and maybe we push it back a week, but a new normal of, hey, a new normal of acceptance. About, yeah, this thing is bad, but we know now based on a number of serological tests that its true infection fatality rate is well under 1% and may end up being close to what the seasonal flu is. Now, the death toll is going to be a lot higher because it attacks differently, differently than the flu. It's new, so we don't have any protections against it and it's a real son of a bitch for older people but for younger people thankfully at least now it is absolutely not touching just about anybody statistically speaking there's always outliers but it basically doesn't touch anybody under 35 that is otherwise healthy and so there's going to have to be a new normal of yeah uh, you know it's it's not going to be eradicated no matter how long we hide in the in the house it's going to be around we're going to have to deal with it but these schools and these leagues are like don't start talking like, well, we might not do this, we might not do that, because the Fauci's of the world, oh, they'll happily say, oh, you've given us an inch, we'll take a mile. And they'll say, I don't want you to do this, I don't want you to do that. That's what medical people do. That's what epidemiologists do. They don't have any consideration for or understanding of the finances, and they don't care. Their, their business is to be all about, how can we minimize this to the maximum extent And save lives. And there's nothing in theory wrong with that, but that has to be balanced against financial ruin and other consequences, which is not in their wheelhouse. So these leagues are starting to wake up to that. I sense. The NHL says they're eyeing June or a July start, and they have abandoned the notion of South Dakota or New Hampshire, and they're looking at perhaps a one city per division solution in NHL arenas, which also would make a lot more sense. But I remind people, it's not even May 1st. May 1st will look a lot different, and I think better than right now. I think June 1st is going to look way different and a lot better. And at that point, you can then start ramping up a two- or three-week run to figure out how you're going to play the season and salvage what you can. Also, the University of Missouri said today they plan on having in-person operations this fall. Funny Missouri would say that because Missouri got their ass handed to them in the wake of the racial protests that erupted on campus. You go look at their enrollment after that whole thing got out of hand, and it it really crushed the University of Missouri. They had like a decline in enrollments of up to 20%. And it cost a lot of people their jobs. And it was not necessary because they they made too big a deal of a bunch of virtue signaling students. They're like, oh, my God, racism. Someone shouted this outside a truck. And it branded the University of Missouri in a really bad way. And the president tried to bend over backwards to appease them. And it failed miserably. So they know, Missouri knows of all things, we cannot absorb uh another 20% drop in attendance. We can't absorb uh, the financial ruin from a athletic season that gets wiped out. They just can't. Also, the University of Connecticut's president, I guess, started rambling like, I think fall sports will be canceled. And everyone went, what? And then he's had to, within hours, say, oh, no, no, I, I this is not based on any inside information. It's still too early. And I don't know what's going to happen. Again, they're woke now, but they're woke in a way they weren't a month ago because they're like, oh shit, this is going to be really bad for us. So far, things have been bad for other people and we've done what is mostly kind of easy and we did what was the right thing to do. But now we have to screw our heads on straight and figure out how are we going to live life somewhat normally and not just let everything burn to the ground. So I think those are all Good things right there. Muzzle, muzzle. Good things. All right, time for Mr. X and the NFL Draft. Hello. Hello, Mr. X. Is your war room ready for tomorrow night's NFL Draft?
2: I have never cared about the draft like I do this year. There's nothing else to do, is there? We're ready.
0: Funny how that is, right? By the way, how was your major league eating was it the chan- what what was the event tonight you said you actually had a bet on?
2: Uh, tonight was the finals, attorney. <laughs> yes. I had to wait till after dinner to watch it so it's not to ruin my own dinner, but I just uh, just watched it and Jilly Jilly pulled the win. So now I got money for tomorrow night's draft.
0: Joey Chestnut won <laughs> what what were they eating? tonight in uh, the, the finals
2: was 10 packages of ramen noodles <laughs>
0: <laughs> what flavor uh
2: you know i didn't i only had to skim through it quickly to get ready for you your call but um they
0: not matter they right? did it
2: they did it in um what do you call it like bracket format after the baloney in the uh, qualifiers they had to do milk and cookies and then last night was 10 pounds of baked beans and uh he managed to sneak through with three bad performances, but in the finals he, he showed up and took care of the noodles
0: to get okay. the W. Yep. All right, very good. Winner, winner. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. So let's start before we get to the NFL draft. Let's start with the Red Sox. They got their right. slap on the wrist. You being a Sox fan, what do you think?
2: Zabe, I didn't read this yet.
0: What's oh, you don't know? Part? I'm oh, sorry man. You lost a I second you lost a second round pick. For, by the way, okay. the balls on baseball. The yeah. day before the NFL draft, the only oasis of sports in an otherwise wasteland. They put this they finally they've been sitting on the results of this for a while now. The investigation was done. They end up clipping the video guy a year. They said he's suspended for a year, not fired, not prevented from running the video equipment in the future, but they clipped a second round pick and they said Cora has been suspended for a year which is like big deal because he's already been fired.
2: <laughs> yeah. Huh. Um I, you know when you sent me a note a little while ago and said something about the Sox I I assumed you just meant Gronk and the Patriots I'm sorry I'm behind on this. Well you are uh, really
0: you're really well, in deep lockdown right now so you I got am. that going for you which is nice. Now um you know a lot of a lot of Astros fans are upset because they were a confirmed repeat offender that the same guy was involved with the Apple Watch thing from the year earlier. And people are mad because Manfred's report basically said he got so much conflicting information that he couldn't assume or determine that the higher-ups knew of what was going on. So that's why it was only like a second-round pick and a one-year suspension for the video guy. And I'm like... Yeah. yeah. Plausible deniability.
2: Got to have it. Well yeah. done. You know, it's that's what happens when you go taking managers from the Astros. You know, this part of it comes with them. And, you know, we'll move on from him. And that's so be it.
0: What about Gronk leaving to go join Brady? How do you feel about that?
2: Well, it'll be fun. But uh, last night at dinner, X4 looked around the table and said, I can't believe my two favorite all-time football players are in Tampa.
0: <laughs> oh, really? Gr- yeah. A big Brady and, and Gronk guy, huh?
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it seems weird to have them both in Tampa, but, uh. Now, <clears throat> I
0: know, I know you are, I know you are not this type of fan, All but right. I'm going to play for you a little highlight clip of some callers to Boston Sports Radio. You ready? Right. Yeah. Here we go. This is funny.
1: Hi, guys. Hey, this looks like a public relations nightmare for the Patriots. I would tell him to screw.
0: Damn this buffering. It just. I is. would let
1: him sit in retirement hell. I would take the fourth round pick and stick it.
0: Ah, <laughs> oh, God, this is killing Don't let me. him play. Jay and Everett. Go ahead, Jay. Uh, more buffering. Yeah, hey guys.
1: Thanks for taking the call. Thank God this. To-
0: God damn this! All right, now I'm gonna to have to go back. Two bag is heading south.
1: I'll tell you, it's a long time.
0: You get the idea, Mister X. I'll yeah. cut it off there. I mean, two idiots do not two, two, <laughs> two idiots do not make yeah. a majority. But isn't it funny that people are so quick to go good riddance?
2: Oh yeah, well that's what makes sports talk radio, right? But I guess I will say this: I mean, I am not a lifelong Pats fan. I became a Pats fan around 2000, just because I liked Belichick when he got the job there, and then of course, you know, <laughs> it's been it's been easy to to like him for the last 20 years. But what I think is hilarious is all of the talk, whether it's whether it's Pats fans or all the Pats haters. You look, everybody is just busting on them. Like, yeah, yeah, what are they gonna do now? Like, oh yeah, they're gonna stick. so what? They can stink for 20 years, and you know what? They'll still be six Super Bowls ahead of everybody
0: else. They will. They will. But I gotta I gotta say, hearing those callers, it really makes me wish you guys have a nice long walk in the NFL woods looking for the next quarterback, looking yeah. to win nine games again. I'd love yeah. to see it.
2: Yeah, it wouldn't bother me. It's just like with the Red Sox, you know. When I spend an entire lifetime
0: trying to win, <laughs> right.
2: when they finally win a few, I don't care if they win again. I mean, I've already finally, you know, finally got
0: it. Yeah, you That's can fine. say you can say that year. now. <laughs> I want to know you in ten years if they've been in the woods for ten years. Then I think your tune will change. But right now, it's yeah, easy but... to say that, Mister X.
2: Yeah. It comes from it comes from you know a, a century of trying to win and, and all the pain that it's just it's really not important to keep winning. We've already had it. You know, maybe I'm getting old, but right. it's nice to win, but we don't have to have any anymore.
0: All right, so let's talk about the draft. Your other team, the Redskins, okay. poised to pick at number two overall. Who should they take? Who will they take?
2: I got to take Chase Young. Everybody okay. he says he's the best player in the draft, and it's always nice when you can pick second and get the best player in the draft. It it's a darn shame that it's. You know, you don't draft by position, but it's a shame that they're drafting the only position they have. Um, But you still got to take it. You still got to take it.
0: Is there any way a team could ever double up at quarterback prospect and just say to the fan base, say to the media, yes, we've taken another quarterback in the first round, back-to-back years, and we're going to see who wins the job? I.e., could they take Tua and just say that? With a straight face and take whatever hysteria from the media would follow.
2: Could I do that? Could you and I do that? Yeah. Will anybody? No.
0: Because they
2: just—I don't know. Maybe it's the twenty-four-seven, round-the-clock sports coverage. You just get so damn tired of right. those questions so and let the me, controversy.
0: So let me back up a second. You are a, a man who knows strategy and numbers <laughs> and odds and gambling. Does it? Is it doable? Does it work? Like taking two quarterbacks, because when you take a quarterback in the first round, high in the first round, you're presuming him as worthy of franchise status, even if he is still young and wet behind the ears. And therefore, you need to give him some leeway, some room, some breathing room, no pressure, and some backing, right? Some organizational backing. You throw another guy on top of him, and it's like putting the two most psychotic inmates in the jail in the same cell, right? Right? So maybe yeah. that strategy wouldn't work even if you could sell it to the media.
2: Yeah, I think, you know, it is weird that everybody talks about the, the most important thing is to have competition. Everybody gets better when you have competition. At every position on the field, you want competition except one, where you want one guy right. who doesn't feel the pressure of a backup. I don't get that. You know, what's wrong with having Jurgensen and Kilmer or whatever? I don't know. You know, what's wrong with having competition?
0: Maybe but because it. maybe because quarterback is such a mind-fuck, headspace type of position that it can easily overwhelm otherwise yeah. square-headed, good-sensibility young players who are desperately trying to learn how to play in this league because it's so hard. I don't know. Well, I don't I think know. Really I know this. It comes
2: down to cap because it's like anything you – these days, you don't spend anything on the backup because you say if our number one goes well, that's down, true too. we lose. We that, lose.
0: That's true. You would have a decent amount of money, although it's a lot cheaper now to take another quarterback in the top five. But you're right; you would have money not working for you. That money yeah, is yeah. sidelined every single week.
2: Yeah, you know. I mean, in Joe Gibbs in the day, you know, he had backups if he thought he had a Super Bowl team. Now, with the cap rules, yeah, you know, you just say. And if he goes down, we lose. <laughs> we can't waste money on the cap. We have to. The only way we're going to win the Super Bowl is to allocate our cap appropriately. Right. And backups just ain't going to do it.
0: Detroit is at three. They already have a franchise quarterback. They've put a lot of money into in Stafford, but two things: one, he's getting more beat up by the day, and two, they haven't won shit with him. What are they going to do?
2: I uh, remember you have a coach on a hot seat there. This is no time to start over. This is a defensive coach who has a better chance of keeping his job with Matt Stafford and get some horses on defense. And they lost an awful lot of close games. They gave away a lot of fourth quarter games as I recall. Right. There's no chance that they mess with a quarterback. Nice. They gotta they gotta get better on defense.
0: So if Tua doesn't go third, he becomes, as you say to me in the email, Bo Callahan. Who the fuck is <laughs> Could Bo they? Callahan?
2: Well, what I said, you know, what I was thinking about was supposedly uh, maybe because let's call it because of the virus year or whatever, teams have not done their homework that they usually do. Usually, okay. you fly in everybody.
0: Mr. X, teams, Mr. X, what? who the fuck yeah. is Bo Callahan?
2: Uh, in, in the in the draft movie, draft day, Kevin Costner movie.
0: Oh. he's the guy that was the
2: one one who. And the point is, when oh. you start to fall beyond two or three, <laughs> you everybody keep falling. Else starts to go. Well, everybody else yeah. starts to go. Right. What did they know that I don't know?
0: Happened to Johnny Manziel. Happened to Aaron Rodgers. It can yeah. happen to anybody.
2: Yeah. So, but the, but the Callahan. Is year, you're the only yeah.
0: guy that quotes that shitty movie draft day. <laughs> <was> good. Yeah.
2: <laughs> well, but what happened is. Teams didn't bring Tua in like they normally do. Usually, right. And usually, teams bring you in, and you're like, you're picking 12th. What are you bringing me in for? I'm and, not going to be there.
0: And you but know this what happens? Year they didn't do it. I know. And you know what happens when they bring guys in? Almost always, one thing they fall in love. I've seen okay. it over and over again. In the NFL, where you bring a guy in, he's on his best behavior. He's coached up. He beams. He radiates, and he and the teams fall in love. I rarely see guys being brought in at quarterback where they're like, "Yeah, not didn't really like it."
2: Well, because they kind of like him before
0: they ask him out in the that, first place. So right. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. That's how, when Mark Sanchez does his tour, you get guys like Steve Young saying, he's almost presidential, he said, in how he handles himself. I'm like, get the fuck
2: out of here. I'm not drafting a president.
0: I'm <laughs> right. Right. A quarterback. quarterback. Right. And I'd like him to be more more than 5'11 would be nice, but okay. Yeah. But see the right, point so... is
2: that if they if they but if two has started to fall, what I'm getting at is teams would normally go, oh yeah, we'll we'll take him. But now they're like, we didn't bring him in. I wonder what they know that we don't know.
0: Well, I know this. If Miami, but
2: I think he goes third.
0: Well, to who? Uh,
2: I think I still think to who that Miami Someone's and Detroit are gonna flip flop because Detroit, you know, what Detroit is trying to get that you know off the chart that um, Mitch Trubisky kind of trade just to move down two spots. And you know what? They're not going to do it. And at the end of the day, Detroit can get the best defensive player in the draft, picking five for them to not go down. is just really stupid. I think they're just going to have to take the best offer at the last minute.
0: But here's what the the dolphins have to do to preserve their, their capital as best they can. They have to out bluff both the lions and the giants and say, fine. Pick Tua. We know you're not getting out of the Stafford business, and we know Gettleman ain't getting out of the Daniel Jones business because he staked his whole reputation and job on that.
2: That's correct. But at the end of the day, if I'm the Lions, when I get down the last hour, I make two calls to San Diego, Miami, and go, okay, we'll move down. Give me your best offer. It goes to the other team, and that's that. You take the best one. And, you know, you get them to throw in just a second rounder. You're not going to get everything that um, the Bears did when they crazily, you know, threw in three good picks just to move for Trubisky. You're not going to get that. But you'll get something, and they'll still draft who they want.
0: Why do you say that you won't get that?
2: Uh,
0: Into a far more celebrated and hyped, even with his injuries, than Mitch Mm -hmm. Trubisky was out of North Carolina?
2: Well... I guess I look at it as how that worked out for
0: them. It worked Uh, out poorly, (laughs) and I think teams are starting to really cool on giving a huge haul just to move up. That's what I mean. The the risk for Miami, first of all, if Miami is sitting there at five and Tua's there, and if they pass on him, they are fucking idiots that should never, ever, ever win another game again. They've got three first-round draft picks. They would have had a potential one-slash-one before he was injured fall into their laps... Without spending an extra nickel to get him. And the worst thing that could happen is so what? He doesn't turn out to be great. So you threw away one first round pick. Big deal.
2: Exactly, which is why I think when it comes down to it, they will move to three. Usually, when you're taking a chance on a QB in the first round, if you're miss, you know, you're set back a whole year, you got to wait another year to get a first round. They got two more well, I, in the first round. You
0: can risk it. The, I think the reason, and I agree, I think that the Dolphins probably will move to three is because even if they outbluff the Lions and Giants in terms of, you're not taking them, they have to watch out about other teams that are deal-making with the Lions and the Giants. There could be mystery bidders from the middle of the pack that come up and jump into the three or four spot. And if Miami really wants Tua, they've got to guard against that as well.
2: lock it down. But like that, I saw my kid showed me a uh, some, I don't know what you call it, clip meme something today where there was a draft video going, and Burrow just keeps slipping and slipping and slipping until finally he goes to the Patriots and you just see Belichick smiling while oh, there's a kid hacking the system.
1: <laughs>
0: Dream on. You know, the point Burrow. Is they'll,
2: they'll find a way to hack into the oh, system. Oh, so got it. The- Gee, why hasn't Burrow gone yet? <laughs>
0: Oh, my God.
2: Then, meanwhile, Belichick is just smiling, going, hmm, I don't know.
0: <laughs> that is that is funny right there. Good stuff. All right, so uh, what else about the first round? You said you're in four different draft pools?
2: Oh, God, I'm so bored, man. We're just entering everything for something to do, yeah. yeah all kinds of different ones.
0: You and, Dan- gonna, you and Dano and the boys?
2: No, I haven't talked to him in a while. Okay. But, uh, the boys and I are, are putting, you know, playing in a few of them, and, of course, I'm all over the props.
0: Or tomorrow, okay. yeah. You think Tonight, this? Sorry. You think the draft should be five to seven part? You think they should drag it out?
2: Yeah. Why don't you turn this into a mini series mm-hmm. like Jordan? and what I mean, we got nothing else to do. What's the hurry?
0: I think no. it's because you know they don't want these teams and these staffs to constantly be. You know, they don't want to tie them down for a week. I don't think. What do they got to do? <laughs> well It's a good point. <laughs> it's mean, a good point. Know, I, Hell, these GMs already bitched few pitched a fit and pissed and moaned about having to do this the way it is right now. And I just said, before he came on, I said, this was the right thing for the league to do from the start. It's perfectly safe. It's just what we need. Everyone else should shut up.
2: Well, I know that most younger folks don't get this, but this whole thing about the try run and the technology, they used to have their war room. And when they are ready to pick, they pick up the phone and they call their guy sitting in, know. you know, in, in headquarters who, know. who writes it down and hands it in.
1: I
0: know.
2: Why can't they just call a number? Why do they have to have, you know, this gigantic conference call? Why can't they just, you know, make the phone call and say, hi, we want uh, Tua or whatever. It's not that hard.
0: I agree. But why does the NFL insist on all these off season programs and these mini camps and these OTAs? They overthink it. They overdo it. I've said for years the off-season program is the biggest bunch of voodoo bullshit ever. And there's people, oh, my God, he's missing the OTAs. And I go, do you really think anything that has gone over in fucking May has a ounce of effect when real bullets are flying in September, October, November? Do you? Really? Well, I guess- probably yeah, I- not. The league is built on over-aggrandizing itself and pretending like things are more complicated or difficult than they really are. You're right. It's not hard to pick a player in a draft. You got no. 10 minutes per pick in the first round. Jesus.
2: Yeah. I, I guess they're worried that like the Browns will call the wrong number or something like that. And, you know,
0: well, probably. Now you but said, you trial, said
2: the Bengals didn't even get, they couldn't get it through. If I was they, the Bengals, I would send it in today.
0: Well, that's the thing. <laughs> you, you want teams to have a default Q, uh So that if they get frozen out or their connection drops, they know who they want. So like the skins could say, we want young, assuming burrow is gone. So just yeah. give your list of guys, you but would they wouldn't, so. they yeah. wouldn't, I don't think they would trust the league with that info. Cause now they're sharing a little portion of their player board with the league. Yeah. I, I don't think it's going to be as big a deal. They got multiple ways to do it. They, you know, they like to show all the elaborate setups of these GMs. It's just to, it's to make the fan base go, Ooh, and to make the fan bases think, Oh, my team is on it. Whatever. <sighs>
2: Yeah, I'd like to see him spread it out. You know, I mean, it's the fourth pick of the draft now, brought to you by AT&T. We'll be back in 10 minutes. I mean, I just, I, we I got nothing else to do. These guys, you know, once this draft is over, they look around and go, okay, now what? I mean, I ain't got anything to do. Give us some, some TV time, yeah. Yes. All
0: right, before we switch over, you got some MJ documentary right. stuff, and I want to hear what uh, the other exes had to say about it, but uh, prop bets on the draft. You've only bet seven of them so far. More to come by tonight. What do you got?
2: <laughs> uh, let's see. What I took. I took. Um, I took under first round wide receivers under five and a half. Oh my Most god! Pe- everybody oh. thinks this is a loaded
0: draft. Yeah. Oh my god! There's four max.
2: Well, a lot of people are predicting six and seven.
0: No, in fact, in fact, Judy well, okay. Ruggs. Jefferson Lamb. and Lamb. Not in that order. It's probably Judy Lamb or Lamb Judy, Ruggs, Jefferson. That's it. That's the four.
2: Okay. Well, so you're saying we're going to win. All right. I like mm-hmm. it. By the way, I mean, the odds. Can are I get a dime a on that from you? You got any, you got any uh, references? <laughs>
0: Hey, I saved a grand by not going to Vegas this spring. <laughs>
2: yes, you did. Did you get your small business loan in on it?
0: Yeah, my SBA um, loan.
2: Yeah, but by the way, the, the uh, over is heavily favored, so we're getting nice what? odds by going under. Yes, everyone thinks six or seven. Who are the and other six? Think, uh, let's see, the kid from, oh, um, uh, it's that guy? The one from uh, Mims from Baylor is good. The kid from Colorado, Chenault.
0: Um, okay, all right. I'm looking at the uh, draft prospect wide receiver rankings on CBS Sports. Uh, dot com. Uh, oh, the guy from Arizona
2: State. There's a whole lot between. You're right about the four, but between like five and ten, there's a ton. The bottom line is the. I, I'm thinking like you, guys. All the writers they write about running backs, wide receivers, quarterbacks. They don't write about O linemen so i think the receivers even though it's the deepest crop ever i'll take under
0: yeah same, uh, this mock much. this mock has lamb 10 judy 12 rugs 15 yep. uh jefferson 27 uh, and then uh brandon ayuk from arizona state at 32
2: i'll, I'll hopefully that's right that and, would make us a winner.
0: And then T Higgins from Clemson is thirty five, so yep, the Ayuk Higgins and Shanault trio is right around that thirty two, thirty five, thirty seven. So it could be interesting. Exactly. I won't spend the money yet. Close. No, okay.
2: I also took uh, I took uh, Love the quarterback to go in under nineteen and a half. Someone's going to trade up to get him. Oh, People are looking – uh, yeah. quarterback Jordan Love from uh, Utah State. People look and they see that like between 15 and 20, none of those teams need a QB, so he slides. But somebody's going to trade into those spots and take
0: him. Uh Jordan it's Love like Jordan Love is uh, rated the 19th best prospect. This is all prospects, by the way.
2: Yeah. What I'm saying is they don't think he's going to go there because of who's drafting, Got but someone will trade in. People always trade in for quarterbacks late when they start getting antsy. Well, and, what
0: I sense is that teams are squinting real hard and they're seeing visions of Mahomes in Jordan Love.
2: Oh, they, yeah, we always they always do that. They yeah. all start to get antsy and trade up for canny hills of the world right, and things right, like that. Right. I'm also going to take over four quarterbacks in the first round. Ooh. That's a reach, but it's a good uh, – because Love will be the force. Burrow,
0: bu- bur- t- Burrow to a Herbert – Love, and then the next quarterback rated according to this. Oh, I got to scroll, scroll, scroll. Eason
2: and Fromm in round two.
0: There you go. Yeah. Now
2: the point here is.
0: What's the I'm over under? Five. Four. Oh, okay. I'm,
2: I'm taking it because four is a push.
0: And, and four, we're going to get four. Four is a guarantee. I like that. So, so I'm like
2: hoping that. somebody late gets antsy and okay. trades up. And, right. and grabs
0: one of the I want, fifth ones. I want, so a hun- I want 100 on that, and I want 100 on the wide receiver prop. Thank you. Okay, keep going. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> I'm not kidding. I'm
2: taking over one and a half. Uh, I'll have to connect you with my uh, back <laughs> office later. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go ahead. Uh, I'm taking over one and a half Clemson Tigers to go in the first round.
0: Okay. Isaiah Simmons is going easily in he's the first gone. round. And Originally, the second, the second Clemson Tiger would likely be Their
2: cornerback uh, AJ Terrell. Terrell, he's starting to get love. He was rated as a second rounder all along when this line came out. Yep, Um, and I took it because they were focusing more on T. Higgins, the receiver being a late one. Right, and I think the corner is going in the first, so I took over one and a half.
0: All right, very good. Next,
2: Um, here's a here's an interesting one. I took Um, Big Twelve versus Pac twelve in round one, laying a one and a half picks. I took the Big Twelve. Pac twelve sucks. (laughs) All right, they're going to have one or two. And the Big 12 probably has three, but they have three or four guys that could sneak in there. So they have an upside. Pac-12 has no upside. Okay. So I took that. Next. And let's see. I'll give you one more. I got um, – what else do I got? Oh, I, here's an interesting big underdog at plus four, four to one odds. I took Bama players versus – Big Ten players in round one.
0: <laughs> Bama versus the Big or Ten. The whole Big Ten. So you Bama want more? Have five. Okay.
2: And Big Ten is most people think going to have six.
0: All right, I'll so count. So it's an I'll, underdog. I'll count. I'm going to take a shot. At I'll it. count the Bama's here, and this is by the way, first round yeah. only. Yes, first round only. Tua, Jedrick, Will's the old lineman. Yep. Jerry Judy, the wide receiver. Rugs, the wide receiver. That's four. Xavier McKinney, the safety, that's five. I and count then, on those five. And then Trayvon Diggs, the corner, six. He's
2: a bubble, yeah.
0: And he's a bubble guy. And then the next Bama guy, um, as if that wasn't enough, would be Terrell Lewis, yeah. edge rusher at 50. So there's your seventh yes. Alabama player that could be taken in the top 50. Big 10, you ready? Ohio State's Chase Young, that's one. Ohio State's Jeff Okuda, that's two. Those are a lock, right? Yep. Iowa's yep. Tristan Wirfs, that's three. That's a lock. And then it starts to get a little bit tight. Yeah, Penn sure. State's uh, Yitor Gross Matos, edge rusher, yes. would be the Late. fourth, right? We're up to four yeah. now. Uh, Wisconsin's Zach Bond, who tested positive for a diluted sample at linebacker, would be five. Yep. Possibly uh, running back Jonathan Taylor, although he's looking... He's not
2: going in one.
0: Well, he's 31st best prospect, according to this list, but maybe not. And then Iowa's A.J. Apeniza, edge rusher, is 34th overall rated. Right.
2: So it's... uh, There's... You know, there's a good chance there's six Big Ten and five Bama, but I'm getting such good odds, I'm taking my shot on Bama.
0: All right, we got three minutes on Last Dance. Uh Go.
2: Oh, great documentary. Um, Hard part, you know. I was in college when Jordan was in college, so I mean, I saw all this stuff. Kind, I won't say close up because I was at Virginia, but
0: close enough. What I thought
2: in the first one that I hated was they showed him winning the title as a freshman. Then they showed Dean Smith as a damn angel telling him to go pro after his junior year. And I saw so many people commenting, what a great guy looking out for his player. What a bunch of garbage that was because after Jordan's sophomore year, he would have been the two pick in the draft and Smith pushed hard to keep him in school. And he could have gone that year. And that was the year that Houston Rockets picked one and three, as I recall. And all they got out of it after Samson was Rodney McRae. He was like the second best player in the country that year. Jordan would have been the two. And all the talk was, does Houston get Samson and Jordan, or is Samson and McRae? Well, Dean Smith talked Jordan into coming back for another year. And the reason was that Carolina team did not have a senior on it. They lost nobody. They got upset in the tournament, and they wanted to have another run. So he comes back and after his great junior year, suddenly Dean knows he's going pro. So now he quote advises him to go pro. What a bunch of garbage that was.
0: Wow, you're saying a documentary portrayed things that weren't exactly the way they were. Yeah, well everybody right? Dean
2: Smith was always such a you know, such a as Terry Holland once said, his reputation as a gentleman is greatly overrated.
0: What did the young exes have to say about vintage early Jordan highlights? Hmm.
2: Let's see. I don't remember. What did the exes say about... 2020?
0: Just in general, were they impressed?
2: Oh, um...
0: Were they like, fuck, he was a terror? Or were they no. like, why does Rick Carlisle suck so much as a player?
2: Oh, Carlisle. You know what? Do you remember the... car? Did you see the when when Jordan took Carlisle? Yeah. That looked like me versus Carlisle at school. <laughs> I played against Carlisle. You in his, did? Um, yeah, well in intramurals. Really? Carlisle Carlisle was a transfer student. He went two years to University of Maine, then transferred. And you know, you to Virginia to the, you, Yeah. He had to do the year sitting out. And we didn't know who he was and we were playing him in intramurals.
0: And you God. played against Rick Carlisle in, just, intramurals. Just in
2: intramurals. It was in his off year where he had to sit out the year. So, you know, when you rent or whatever you call it, when you transfer and you sit and, out a year before you're eligible.
0: Right. And you had yeah. and you had the look on your face that he did trying to guard Jordan. Exactly. Like, God, this guy's the greatest player I've ever seen. Yeah. Well, and he was kind of, he was a dick too, because they
2: were, they, we had a, a pretty strong lot of athletes from other sports, soccer and, um, and lacrosse and stuff, and a good intramural team. Couldn't play basketball, but we're athletes. And Carlisle's team was killing us, and he held the ball, just like, you know, dribbled it around for like six or seven minutes. And it's like, dude,
0: it's intramurals. We know you're good. Come
2: on. <laughs> he really, made, I remember he made us angry because he just they, they were holding the ball on us.
0: That's funny. Alright, well I'm looking yeah. forward to the next installments. Uh seriously, could I get a penny on each of those two props? The over or the under on wide receivers first round. And the what did I say the over was? I don't remember.
2: Can, can we do this
0: all air? Oh sorry. Never mind. Yeah. I'm just kidding. Don't put any money okay. down for me. Alright, it's all sure. fictional. It's all just for fun. Mr. X as always, thank you. Exactly. Enjoy the draft. We'll talk to you next week. All right, thanks. All right. Okay such a fucking bitch about things. Seriously. It's like he thinks the feds are tapped into my podcast for God's sakes. They don't give a shit. There's gambling all over the place. When I say I want a hundred on this and a hundred on that, just book it for God's sakes, Mr. X. God bless America. It's not even a lot of money. And if it's not a hundred, give me 20 bucks on each of those prop bets. All right. We'll end on this. I would say this viral video that in less than a day, has racked up 5.5 million views from, I don't know if this guy's a fireman, he sounds like he's New York, but this guy, this guy, after this two-minute and 20-second blistering rant, I swear to God, could pull 30% of the vote for president running as an independent this fall.
1: Say it now, dear government... We understand that the virus is not your fault. It happened. It is what it is. I'm not going to get into that idea that maybe you could have acted sooner. We can deal with that when this is all over. But here's the deal. We need a real fucking plan. It was the right move to make everyone stay home because that's the only way to deal with a virus like this. But here's where I have a problem. So... You told us to shut down non-essential businesses. You told us to go home and quarantine. You told us we have to keep social distance and stay inside. But you told us you would help. So where is the fucking help? These checks are what they are. I mean, let's be serious. I'm not going to turn away 1200 bucks because, number one, if you're going to give it to me, I'm taking it. And number two, it's our fucking money, not yours. It's <laughs> ours. We pay that in taxes for everything we do every fucking day. So, okay. Look at the typical family, mortgage payment, health care payment, car payments, electric water, garbage phone, blah, 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 blah. So maybe, maybe the $1,200 covers the mortgage. But what about all the other costs that we have each month? This $1,200 thing isn't doing shit for the normal working family. You want to help? Here's one idea. Tell the fucking banks and mortgage companies to stop all mortgage payments at this time. Just stop them. And don't give me that three-month furlough bullshit. How does that even make sense? So someone who lost their job because you said to stay at home doesn't pay mortgage for three months, but in the fourth month, they had to not only pay that month that's due but also the three months they owed in full because it was furloughed and fuck does that help you greedy cock suckers someone was just unemployed and not earning money for three months they weren't earning money hello now they just start back to work and all that money magically appears so they can pay the three months in a lump sum how are they fucking paying that are you fucking idiots look it almost makes sense that they can stop paying the current mortgage due for the month when they go back to work but they can't pay the prior three months they had no income so here's the idea <laughs> Just add the three fucking months of the furlough to the back end of the loan. So if they have, let's say, 19 years and six months left in their mortgage, just add the three months. Tonight they have 19 years and nine months. How fucking hard is that? You'll get your money, you shitbags. It's just delayed. The working stiff wins if you do that. It really helps. It actually helps. <laughs> and what is up with these banks and lending assholes? I mean, oh, come on. You God.
0: Know. Unbelievable. It goes on even longer. That is fantastic. And, and he's not wrong. I actually looked at the you know some letter from my mortgage company, you know, some email. Oh, we're here to help. And I was like reading the terms, and I was like, oh, so you can apply to have your mortgage suspended for three months, but then at the end of the three months, you got to start paying again, and you owe them all three months. And they're like, we know this. Will present a financial challenge, but we are here to help. As this guy says, here's one way you could help. Just put it on the end of the bill, and we'll go from there. I know. People that know economics and finance are gonna say, Yeah, but see Zabe, the banks, they also have to make payments and they also do this and da 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 da. Ain't wrong though, I'm telling you that this guy, this guy could get thirty percent of the vote independent. Uh, candidate this fall, guaranteed. That'll do it for me today. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the draft tonight. It's going to be succulent and delicious and interesting and I think full of surprises. We'll talk about it tomorrow here on the Zabecast. Remember to subscribe so you get tomorrow's Zabecast Friday edition. It's not free, but it's cheap. It's about 16 cents a day. Get the Zabecast app, and then you can sign up for it that way. And I do appreciate everybody who gives me their hard-earned 5 bucks a month. Rate and review so our algorithmic overlords bless our crops and bless this podcast. And tell everybody who likes good content, come on, come on. We'd love to have them. Thanks for listening. Have a great Thursday, and we will see you tomorrow.